Welcome to the Mind and My Creative Business Podcast, where you can get strategy and structure and self-development. It's the number one spot for all three of those for creative entrepreneurs. Listen, I am your host, Shy Speaks. And I'm your host, Ron Ironic Lee. And today is episode one of the Mind and My Creative Business Podcast. And today's episode is, what is a creativepreneur? What is it, right? So we can answer that ourselves and we plan to give our own definitions, but we found a definition that we just think is great. Uh, There was a young lady who said that she was out and about at a networking event and somebody asked her, what do you do? She says, well, I actually help creative entrepreneurs. And they were like, oh, cool. Wait, what's a creative entrepreneur? And so we know that some of you guys listening may have the same question. So let's give the definition that she gave. We think it's really cool. Let's check it out. Ron, give it to him. All right. So her definition is a person who uses their creative abilities to make money. It's one thing to be a painter, but a creative entrepreneur or creativepreneur takes their paintings and creates a business model around selling them to sustain a living for themselves. Mm, okay, listen, let's get right here. Two key words, business model, and then sustain a living. I just love those two together, right? So especially as a creative preneur, like as a creative, I would love to be able to take my creativity and all its beauty, build a business model. And then here's the part, sustain a living. Uh Uh-uh. Ain't no starving artists. We sustain a living out here with this definition. That's why I love it. (laughs) No, definitely. Definitely. No, like you said, so that's that's her definition, right? Right. So I have another definition that I came up with. I think it's I think it's complimentary. I think they're both good. But hey, let me let me share this one. Let me share this one. So my definition. Go ahead. Yeah, because because like it's just the whole idea of like being able to sustain a living, but Mm -hmm. then it's like, well, what if how can I sustain a living if it like you know if I'm just doing creativity myself versus like how if I how do I become an entrepreneur? Like it's get a definition, you may be able to help me, right? You get help no, you're good. All right, so my definition of a creative preneur is a talented or skillful person who uses their creativity to build a business around a personal mission, passion, or purpose. Hmm. Run it back. Run it back. All right. A creativepreneur is a talented or skillful person who uses their creativity to build a business around a personal mission, passion, or purpose. Okay. So what I love about those, with that definition, is the person, personal mission, the, you know, the impact, the purpose, the passion. I love that because it's not just a creative skill it can it kind of it, it it has an expanded view but the thing that's still there that was there in the first definition the first definition said business model your definition ron's definition says build a business so we still have something there around business and building something some type of model and so mm-hmm. the reason why that's important is because like i heard this i heard this one guy he's a he's an online guru so to speak and he was talking about the difference in between an like an an artisan and an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Or artesian and the entrepreneur, and how the artesian just wants to do the thing. They just want to create, 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 and they can't be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, mm, but they can be a creative entrepreneur according to the definition. 
let's be clear. But I understand why he's saying that. And the, the, while I disagree with the notion to a degree, I, I, I understand because there does come a point in time where there's time and then there's a demand, right? So like if you're making, for example, pastries, you're making pastries for one local restaurant, like they love the way your stuff say, say, hey, bring it on down here, bring your pastries, I'm gonna sell them. And at the end of the day or at the end of the week, however many I sell, you get a profit. You're in business because now you're selling a thing. You're using your creativity, your culinary school skills. And now you're, you're, you're right. So am I right, Ron? They in business at that point. Right. Yeah, right. I'm so in- the, yeah. the issue, though, is when demand happens, when that one restaurant owner uh, tells another friend or a buddy of his and it's like now you have five restaurants that all want your pastries in their restaurant. Like we, we want a local custom baked goods from you. So now you still got the same amount of time in a day. So how are you going to meet that demand? Or maybe it's not word of mouth that happened. Maybe it's you have a personal mission, like Ron said in his definition, passion. And you're passionate about like bringing joy to the elderly community and honoring our elders. And your way of doing that is to have have them fresh blueberry muffins in the morning at senior living facilities. You know, something with a smile. Right. So now you now have to go out and find the senior living facilities that are going to let you have those pastries in there. So now you got you went from one restaurant. Now you got four restaurants because he told you to told you told you uh, uh, t- talked about you to all of his friends and all his restaurants. And now your personal mission, you want to start supplying senior living uh, and retirement homes with these pastries. OK, cool. So. Now you have to go out and actually seek this business. So you're going to go create some demand for yourself. So you got to go do that. Now, look, the time is going to take you to send the emails, reach out to the people at the senior facilities or the retirement homes. It's going to take it, take away from your time that you can be actually creating the pastries. So right. you have to kind of choose at some point what to do. So there, I understand why you said that, because there's this whole time and demand piece, Ron, you got to, some of you want yeah, to. No, and this is, and this is kind of, um, I, I understand what you're saying and I understand what he's saying as well. Right. My, so Michael Gerber in the book, uh, the E-Myth, the E-Myth Revisited, he calls them technicians. Right. Um, and that's what you're saying, like an artisan where like you're gifted at this thing. Right. And because you're gifted at this thing, you're like, OK, I'm going to start a business, but not understanding that and starting a business. There are certain systems, processes, all these things are business model that you have to put in place in order for you to run the business. But you're just thinking because I'm gifted at this and I want to generate revenue at this, that, okay, this can be a business. And it's not that simple, right? You can, and it's it's a difference between, once again, generating revenue, utilizing your skill. Like you said, okay, I'm a a baker or a painter. So I paint paintings for people, right? But that's just a one-off type thing opposed to saying, okay, no, I have a business model now to where, instead of me painting people for individuals or whatever the case may be, I may be painting paintings or painting stuff or providing paintings to the Marriott or the Hilton or, you know, all these different things. So now you're going to need a business model to be put in place because of you're going to have more that increases now. You know what I'm saying? The so the, the, that, may, that demand increases. So now you have to put a model in place, right? You have to put systems processes in place in order for that to happen because you doing it by yourself. If the demand is high, you're not going to be able to keep up with the demand. 
Right. And and one, one of the things like, I, you know, you and I talk about business all the time. And one of the things you talked about is the team, right? Like getting some type of teammate. We talked about systems and, and things like that in place, but you probably just need to get another person. Right. So now you have you went from one restaurant to four restaurants. Now you probably just need to go ahead and hire an agent or a manager of some sort who can reach out to those retirement uh, homes and those senior living facilities. And going back to my earlier example, to go ahead and actually seek that business out for you. So now they become like a, a marketing arm or an advertising arm. They, they're they're doing sales or some kind of thing like that for you, so that you're not having to do that for yourself. And in in essence. They may not be your employee, but you may contract them to go do that, to help you expand your business so you can have more demand. But then that's just that side. But even in the creative side, you may need to get you a teammate. Right. You need somebody who can kind of help you prep some stuff or something like that. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to help them out. Like, give give, give yeah. them some examples. Well, no, like, like I said, it's, it's that who, not how model. Once again, going back to that that artisan or the solopreneur or whatever, when you're doing, trying to do everything yourself and thinking you have to do everything yourself because you're not understanding that, okay, I need to create a business model. It's like, okay, well, instead of me trying to figure out how to do this, let me figure out who can I bring aboard? Who can assist me? Right. Um, and I think me and you talked, we talked about just the analogy of like Michael Jordan. Right. Mm -hmm. So before Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen, before Michael Jordan had Phil Jackson, before he had his trainer, right. They was getting knocked out of the playoffs early, right? But once he had these other who's, okay, who do I need in place to assist me on the court? Okay, bet we got Scottie Pippen, we got Dennis Rodman, we got all these other pieces. That's on the court. Okay, who can I assist me to get my body to a place to where I can withstand going to Detroit? Shout out, bad boys, right? Mm. <laughs> who can I assist in me bulking up to where I'm not beat up and bruised at the end of the season? Who can we assist that can now look off the court and see what we need to put in place as far as from a coaching standpoint? And then we, we, we know the history of what happened when that took place. So a lot of times it's not about the 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 how to do it. Right. It's about who, who who do I need in place? Like you mentioned with your thing. OK, if I'm a pastry chef. Right. I might I might need somebody that I might need, I might need a sous chef, somebody that can help with preparation. Right. Like you said, I may I might need somebody to go out and get the deals that I need with these assistant living homes or whatever the case may be because i don't have the time to do it like you we going back to what you're saying there's only 24 hours in a day there's only so much time and energy that i have personally individually right but once again when you know when you become an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or creativepreneur right there's other things that you have to do right you need somebody that, that can do the accounting right you need somebody that can do sales you need somebody that can do marketing right so these are who instead of how but when yeah. you get caught up in the how, now you're removing yourself from what it is that you were doing initially or what you wanted to do initially. And then you hate entrepreneurship. Then you like, ah, this ain't what I signed up for. Actually, it is what you signed up for. You was just trying to do everything yourself because you approached it from a how instead of a who standpoint. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Don't hit them with it. It was what you signed up. You was just trying to do everything yourself, being right. a solopreneur and not a creative Okay, now the cool thing about the Mind and My Creative Business podcast is the fact that we're not just going to give opinions here, right? Ron and I, we have personal experience. I personally, as soon as I started my creative endeavors, I had to get a, a booking agent, somebody to help me um, manage the incoming bookings and even mm -hmm. seek out other opportunities. So I know it 
personally, but we're not just going to give personal opinion. Uh, we are going to give facts. So I have a st statistic that I want to share with you, right? I got the stats. Okay. So based on an analysis of 101 startups post-mortem, and that is after the business failed, right? Mm. Post the business died. Okay. Right. So this is a actual reputable study. Study shows that 42% of the time business fell because there was no market. Mm. Okay. 29% of the time it fell because they ran out of cash. Mm -hmm. But then there is 23% of the time the business fell because they just did not have the right team. So the who does matter, right? Yeah. It definitely, definitely matters. Now, we talked a lot about the who, but we, we got to go back to the how because the how matters as well, mm -hmm. right? That's my side, right? That's that's the part that I care about because how a thing runs is also is just as important as who's running it, okay? So right. when I say that, I'm talking about, because we talked about delegation. That's one mm -hmm. aspect of a how. But there's also batching, there's also automations. Let me give you some examples real quick. Hold on. Listen, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I want you to go where you're going. Yeah. But I also, I I, I don't want to brush over those first two stats. I, and I know that I'm going off the script. But go I, 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 I don't want to brush over those first two stats. The number one stat was the reason why businesses fail is there's no market. Hmm. Right. And a lot of times as creatives, we think because we creators and we're talented and gifted that people want what it is that we have to offer. And that's not the case. So I just wanted to touch on that. But we're going to definitely delve in that in later episodes because that's going right. to be huge is being able to understand that the market is important. And then that right. other one is they ain't got no capital. So they ain't got no cash flow. Mm. Right. So that's, that's another huge, those big. right. Then the 23% was no team. So exactly. it's like, yeah, the mother, we're not going to skim over. Yeah. Them. Yeah. I mean, you know, so this, but yeah. So, so but back to the, back to the delegation and automation. I'm sorry. I just had to, I wanted to just let them know, well, we're going to touch on those. Don't we, 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 we moving <laughs> today, but other later episodes, we're going to touch on it. So go ahead. My right. Bad. Cause at the end, we got to keep it rolling. Cause again, the title of this episode is what is a creative yes. entrepreneur? So we yes. just trying to make sure that creative entrepreneurs understand that to shift um, that, that solopreneur versus that true creative preneur uh, mm -hmm. kind of has to have the right people in place yeah. in some kind of way. Right. And so I talked about delegation. We, now we talk about batching and automation. These are the things that I love. Now, okay, so I love the pastry example that I'm giving in batching. You see what I did there? Pastries, <laughs> batching, a batch of, you, right. you, you get it. Pardon my poetry. Okay, but seriously speaking, if I'm making um, pastries for one restaurant, I, I cook this way. But mm -hmm. when I'm making when I'm making pastries for four restaurants, now I have to go and batch it a different way right so it's the same amount of time right but instead of just sliding one pan of bakes in baked goods in the in the oven i need to slide like four different pans in there and if I, and if my my oven is not big enough i need to go somewhere where i can actually cook multiple things in the same amount of time because at some mm -hmm. point you can't always just like you can't create new time the demand is there can't create new time so if i have two hours to bake and my oven only holds two batches i need to go somewhere else where i can have more than one stove right so i right. can slide 
six uh, pans in there, right? So now I'm batching same amount of time and I'm able to supply four different restaurants in right. the same amount of time that it took me to do one. I, I don't know if y'all understand the beauty of that. That's just... Right. Right. And, and that's the thing, too. A lot of people are like, well, where, where am I going to go? Right. And we talked about, well, so there may be a commercial kitchen that you may, may need to run out. Right. So where, right. OK, they run out your space. Like You don't got to rent it out all day, every day, but just certain times of the week. OK, I'm going here and I'm going to rent this out. Right. So you now you're able to do more. And yes, you, you, you you've created an expense, but be mindful. You've also generated more revenue because now you're you, you, you you're servicing more businesses with your service or with your product. So, OK, I can justify this expense now. Yep. Because I have more, the demand has increased. I now I, I need this in order to meet the demand, so it makes sense. Right, that's batching, okay? Right. Because the culinary kitchen, they normally sometimes have two, three, four, five, six, seven stoves in there, exactly. so you can slide multiple things in exactly. there in the same amount of time, and that applies to other things as well, mm -hmm. right? So, I've seen painters; they come out, they set up several canvases, yep. right? I got, I have the, I have enough paint for three three canvases in front of me and I'm going boom, boom, boom. Now that's another level of creativity genius, but obviously we're not doing one by one by one by one by one no more. I, I need to do three paintings and I'm going to work three different concepts at once. Right. looks the same way for uh, content creators. I have um, videos to put out. I need to put out 10 videos in a month. So instead of me doing one video by one video, by one video, by mm -hmm. one video, I am actually going to go somewhere, sit down, and I'm going to try to go ahead and record all 10 all okay. at once. See, that, that's a different thing. The, so batching matters. That, this is how you shift, right? I, I don't want to get too far into the how, but I'm just, because I want to talk about it, but I'm just giving you an example. The how does matter. There is automation as well. I can get into automation in future episodes, right? In fact, yeah, we, we probably need to do that on the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Definitely. We're gonna go. We're gonna unpack uh, automation on the next episode. That's something that I really love. But but I just want you to understand that it does. The who does matter, and the mm -hmm. how does matter. Yeah. Maybe you can re you can approach it in a different way. How you're doing it mm -hmm. to meet the demand, so that you're a true creative entrepreneur, or you need to look at who you need. Now that's enough for right now. We're gonna actually go a little bit further with. Um, with explaining what a creative entrepreneur is, but first, right? But first, we got to play these bills, and this, and you want to stick around for this next, uh, these next definitions because it's actually like it, it gets more in depth, right? Who, who a creative entrepreneur is, what are these categories, and all that kind of stuff. Just give me a second. I, I, we got to pay these bills. Let's get it. What's the irony? <laughs> it's because it's us in different color clothing. I mean, listen, we've been doing a lot of talking and we want to make sure that you have an opportunity to make a statement as well. Because we've seen people make statements with their athletic apparel. We've even seen people make statements as entrepreneurs. But one thing I haven't seen is somebody make a statement as a creative entrepreneur. So right. what right. we've done is we have given you an opportunity to make a statement as a creative entrepreneur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, okay. So if they want to make sure that they're rocking that creative preneur gear, where can they go get that? You can go get that gear from whatstheirony.com. I talked about going to pay these bills. Normally on these podcasts, people are going to head over to a sponsor. Look, we, 
this is episode number one. We the sponsor. Okay, no, seriously. <laughs> we want to make sure that you can be the sponsor, seriously, by being able to grab your gear. What you get also helps support the channel, support the podcast. So, yes, get your gear. Let's keep it moving, Ron. You ready? Yes. So, we talked about, once again, who is a creative entrepreneur? So we want to see those who identify, right? So we talked about the identity of a creative entrepreneur. So it's breaking down to four categories, all right? So I'm going to give you a couple, and then Shaq going to give you a couple. So let's start. Number one, right? The first category of identity for a creative entrepreneur is artists, right? So your artists, these are designers, photographers, videographers, writers, illustrators, calligraphers, right? These people have services that they sell in order to make money doing what they love. All right. Keyword is services that they sell. All right. Next I have is I have shakers, right? So your shakers, these are health and life coaches, therapists, nutritionists, bloggers. Um, they do activities. They're creative consultants, right? They use their leadership skills to coach others or share their message while also making a profit, right? So those are your shakers. Right, so I like that, because then you have artists, they have a service, and then sh they're selling the service. Mm -hmm. Shakers are kind of using their leadership skills. Maybe exactly. they're a proprietary uh, approach to things to like share a message that then mm -hmm. makes a profit. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's a profit there, okay? It's a profit for the creative entrepreneur. Okay, so we're talking about who is a creative entrepreneur. Like, are, am I one? I, I don't know if I'm an artist. I don't know if I'm a shaker. Okay, we got two more. So, okay. This, this, it says there are makers. Let me give you the definition of that. Okay, makers, florists, jewelry makers, hatters, painters, clothing designers that make a physical product mm -hmm. with their talents to sell to consumers mm. okay you got that one and then you have movers movers are people who are like yogis and dancers musicians personal trainers uh creative store owners <clears throat> they use their creative talents and training right to make a living with their skills so it's a little bit different there right. but again you see that there's several layers several different a, a full variety of people from designers to florists to musicians to trainers to life coaches yeah. to creative consultants that fall and fit within this creative entrepreneur space but let me go back and make it clear a maker they're selling a physical product Bro. a mover is taking their creative talents plus their training and using that to make a living off of their skills mm -hmm. okay then ron talked about the artists and the shakers artists are selling a service shakers leadership skills, proprietary process, messaging, and all that kind of stuff to make a profit. Exactly. No, and, listen, and my wife, she would always say, she was like, because I'm, I'm I'm a coach, right? So that's one of my creative businesses is a coach. And she was like, but all your clients are not like creatives. In her mind, she's thinking like artsy creative, right? But once again, when I gave her the definition and said, no, it's not just limited to artsy creatives, it's limited to once again, creators as a whole to where once again we just gave you that list. So then she was able to see it clear. Like one of like one like, like one of my clients is a they, they have a nonprofit. She has a nonprofit called Dove Networks. And her mission is she wants to eradicate the effects and 
this domestic violence period, right? She wants to get rid of domestic violence and eradicate its effects, right? So she's created a nonprofit, um, but she identifies as a creative entrepreneur or a creativepreneur because this is something that she's had this idea, this passion, going back to the definition, passion and mission and purpose, right? And then she's created this nonprofit. So she, though it's a, a nonprofit business model, it's still a business model around okay. something that she's part that she's passionate and, and purposeful about. And I would imagine she takes her leadership skills and she has some type of creative approach to how she's choosing to eradicate it. Definitely. And she's a shaker because she's out here moving and shaking with people who need to be, whether they're in the political sp space or people who are just from the healing space. People in whenever whatever space she's working with those people and bringing them all together to help do a thing like exactly. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. pretty cool. Now. OK, so. I, I say that we see this oftentimes when we talk about um, shakers, we see that with uh, like the health professionals more often. So when, we when we're talking to creative entrepreneurs and you're telling them like, no, you can be a creative entrepreneur and actually like not just be a solo artist. I mean, you can get this thing going and you can develop a whole world around just your, it's kind of hard for their minds to wrap yeah. around it. But with the health space, I see like Dr. Oz. Right. Dr. Oz, uh, there's another lady. She she was the green smoothie lady. Green smoothies became a thing because she started realizing that just these green juices, which is what her creative approach is not super duper culinary, but it's her creative approach to how she's combining these foods. She's blending it up a certain way and she's noticing that it has a certain effect. She, she right. puts people on a 10 day green smoothie uh, cleanse. And at the end, you'll be you'll have lost all this weight. That's her approach. So now she becomes what a shaker and she's a creative entrepreneur because now she's selling this in books. She has she's in media. She's on podcasts talking about it. So so does Dr. Oz. He's on media, TV shows, books, all that type. All that stuff is writing. Right. That's kind of a creative thing like media. This is like entertainment and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. we see shakers because you're like man shakers they don't really sound like creative entrepreneurs yeah dr oz that's he's a doctor but he's not selling at this point selling his service as a doctor he's right. selling his leadership in a health and wellness space packaging it with creative things like media and mm -hmm. books and and co coaching and all that kind of stuff to achieve a personal mission that is creativity people so I'm just saying, if you want to know what that looks like, you can look right there. You no, know? that's 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 it. That's it. We when we were talking earlier, we talked about my brother Jason Wilson. Same yeah. thing, right? Where, um, and even him, I've seen him like kind of go through the process. Like you may start at one of these things, right, and then you may move to another one. You may you may actually do all four, right? Um, you're not you're not limited, right? I mean, as a coach, I tell people to kind of niche down, but. Just because you niche down, I mean, you got to stay in that niche. But I've seen Jason when I when I first met Jason, he had a a, a ceramic tile company, right? He was, so he was providing a service, right? He would go in, create the design, but then he'd go in and lay it down. He provided a service. Then we he started a, a Christian hip hop label, right? So now he's creating a product. So we went from the service piece, the artist, then to the uh, what, what's what's the other one? I'm, I'm uh, maker. He went to the maker to where now we're making music, we're making product, we made CDs. Some of those CDs on the wall back there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then he went from that to a nonprofit organization now, right? So where now he's the shaker. So he has a nonprofit. He 
He has, he's written two books, right? Mm -hmm. He has his uh, academy. So he, they have a documentary out on him. So it's like, you know, you can be in those different, but I've seen him matriculate through the different phases and whatnot. And, and yeah, so right. he, he's a creator. Wow. And, and I'm happy we're, we're giving these examples because, again, when I talk to my friends sometimes who are creative entrepreneurs and they're maybe at the entry level where they're still in that solo preneur space and they are doing the thing kind of like what we talked about at the beginning of the episode where the guy was like they're they're a technician or an artist right. you know they but they haven't like embraced the whole entrepreneur piece they're still mm -hmm. doing it they don't see themselves as being able to have a big business they see business as like this big thing this yeah. big but like it can literally start with your creativity, right? Yeah. So, okay. So I want to bring up when we say, man, I've been working with some of the biggest brands most of the time because of the way society is. That means I'm working with big businesses like uh, Apple and Facebook and Samsung and Nike. And you're thinking big mm -hmm. brand when you think of those things. You really think right. big business. The, the thing I love about brand, though, being tied to business is that you personally can have a brand, right? You as an artist can have a personal brand. And as it grows and scales, it can become big business. How do we know? Ask Walt Disney. Let's talk about it. Yeah. No, listen, Walt Disney is the epitome of a creative preneur, right? Where he started off as a cartoonist, right? But he had a vision for what he wanted to do. So he went from being a cartoonist to creating a business model and he employs other cartoonists, right? He literally isn't the one who does the drawings. I mean, obviously he's long gone by now, but even back then, he wasn't the one doing all the drawings, right? He was able to employ other artists. He was able to employ other people to get stories so that they could build the things from. Then he went to an amusement park, then they went to merchandising, like all these things. But it started from this one person who had this gift and this talent and this skill as a cartoonist, right? But then he wanted to be a creative preneur. And then he took that and created a business model. And when you think of Disney, you now think of a lot of things. You think of Marvel now. They were able to acquire Marvel. You think of Pixar. They were able to acquire Pixar. You know what I'm saying? Like you think of ESPN. They were able to acquire ESPN. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, it, it's, it's and when we and all the time when we think of Disney, we think big business Disney, but right. Disney is a part. It was really person. Walt Disney it was a person who was a creative who Period. decided to be a creative entrepreneur. Come Period. on, like that is, ooh, yeah, yeah, no, that's crazy, and, and, and that's and that's and it's really that simple, right? Now, mind you, you may say, well, I don't want to be like Disney. I don't want to be that big. You want to be want to be smaller. Um, I say it, that, but that's the beauty of it. Is like. Being a creative preneur, you can create what it is that you want. If you want it to be big, oh, it can be big. If you want it to be small, it can be small. All we just saying is, right, we, we will help you identify what it is, right, so that you can be clear on what, so then you can have a level of intention behind it, right? That's that's like my that's been my word for the past, like, five to ten years is being intentional. As you're intentional, you know what I'm saying, then you can start to operate and walk intentionally and get certain results. So as a creative preneur, when you start identifying as a creative preneur, now you're saying, oh, OK, this is who I am. So as a result of this being who I am, this is what I do. And because this is what I do, these are the results that I should expect. Mm. Mm. Ooh, 
This is good. <laughs> this is good. Oh my goodness. I almost don't want to wrap it up because no. we don't want to keep the we don't want the podcast to be too long. That's one of the things you can expect here on the Mind and My Creative Business podcast. This is still episode number one. So we want to make sure we lay precedence on what you can expect. But listen, what what Ron was just saying, bro, what you were just saying was so loaded because it can go as big or as small or however you want it to go. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's especially if you're willing to embrace a business model and build right. a business system around it and begin to what? Figure out who I need. Do I need other right. cartoonists? Cause I can only draw so much if I'm Walt Disney yeah. and I'm trying to make these characters and these characters and I need this show and yeah. I need some other people or do I need writers and illustrators? Like what do I need? You see, I need, yeah. I need music people to put behind the cartoons. And uh, yeah. so you can really go as you begin to build a business model around it. That part was so good. Okay. Listen, I I, I, I got to say this, because uh, when we talk about big and small, that is big and small. is kind of like it depends on what you look at, how you look at it, because yeah. I wouldn't say it's big or small. I'm going to say this before we get out of here. Listen, listen, listen. In this um, in this example that I talked about earlier with pastries and all that kind of stuff, just because you begin to start selling pastries to one restaurant, four restaurants, five senior living homes. People's like, well, that means I just own the business and I don't do anything. Who says? Walt Disney, before he passed, he probably still drew some stuff. He probably was still a cartoonist. He probably still provide. Who's to say that you can't do it at all? That doesn't mean that you no longer have the technical skill, that you are not an artisan, you know, an artesian. You know, you can still do the thing. So in this example that this person was given earlier, who I said it was an online guru, and he talked about the fact that this person was so committed to being the person to do it. When he's so committed, he was talking about being a bottleneck. As long as you're not willing to be the bottleneck, meaning I can only produce the amount of whatever I'm creating, that's the only demand I can meet. Mm-hmm. He said that there was a guy, he make wallets, genuine leather wallets, super custom and all that kind of stuff. He said in order for him to be an entrepreneur, he would have to stop making wallets and start managing the, the system. And I feel like it could be a both end, and especially yeah. when you're talking about being a creative entrepreneur. So we talk about, for example, uh, Kanye West, who's an artist, but he then also produces for other people and he had a label. He didn't have to stop being an art artist in order to start a label. He was still able to help them, but that didn't mean every now and then that he can't do his own artistry and get his own message out. So yeah. who's to say that? Going back to this wallet, this is what I would tell the online guru. So yes, if he makes uh, 10 wallets a month and that's the, and he's given all his time and effort to doing that and that's his cap, he's bottleneck right there, you'll never get to the point where you can sell 100. I got it. You're right. Yeah. You'll never get to the hundred because you can only make 10 a month. But what he could do is bring in two other people, teach them their way, teach them his ways. They can make 10. Right. So now he's making 30. Right. He can then hire 10, 10 other people. And now they're all making 100. But that doesn't mean and he's overseeing them. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't make time that he still 
does the thing, right? He still yeah. makes the wallets or whatever. So I think it can be a both end, but you will definitely have to spend some time focusing on that entrepreneurial endeavor mm-hmm. if you are a creative entrepreneur. That's all yeah. I have to say about that. No, you guys- and, I say, and that and it, 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 it can be a season. It doesn't have to be forever, but that's the beauty of it. If you're building a business model around it, you can see, okay, where do I want to be? Like, yes, I, I encourage you to remove yourself out of it so you can work on it. That's a whole other concept, right? We're working on the business instead of in it because working in it, you're not going to see things, right? But move yourself out so you can work on it, have people working in it. And then when you are working on it enough and you know whatever, then you can bring somebody else to work on it, right? So you can bring a CEO in and then you can say, okay, now what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Do I want to get back in and make the the, the wallets using that analogy? All right. Or do I want to do something else? Like, oh, I learned I, I like this facet of of my business. So here, let me work in here. But the business isn't contingent or dependent upon you being in whatever that place is. Right. It's once again, because you have systems, you have um, you built the model around it. But once you have it to a certain place, you choose what you want to do. And that's the beauty. Wow. Okay, listen, we kind of bleeding into the next episode because the next this episode was really supposed to be right. what is a creative entrepreneur. The next episode is how to go from creator to CEO. Yep. So we only we only hit the tip of the iceberg. So if you have identified in this episode that yeah, I'm a creative entrepreneur, and you're like, okay, now I need to embrace the the mindset to be like a founder of a company, and like I need to know, okay, what all other things Shaw talked about automation and batching, and l- listen, you want to be in on this episode, but first of all, I got to first thank you for being in on this episode. Thank you so much, so much for listening. Ron, you got some other stuff you want to thank him about? Yeah, no, listen, like you said, thank y'all for being here. You could have chose to listen to any other podcast, but you chose to rock with us, MMCB, the Mindy My Creative Business Podcast. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We we also want to invite you guys to be a part of the community that we've created, right? So if you go to mmcbpodcast.com, you can sign up for our Creatives Corner newsletter, which will also invite you to our Facebook community, right? So where it's a private community with other creative preneurs like yourself, myself, and Shy, right? That are there to help us to grow and build and develop as creative preneurs as we're on this journey. Because listen, I don't know about y'all, but this journey sometimes it, it can be interesting for the for lack of a better word. Be interesting. <laughs> and you need somebody to work through these models mm-hmm. with. So maybe we're talking about structure heavy and you're like, okay, I'm really working on instructor, but I'm a creative and how my mind is. I really want to do it. You could find somebody in the community to work through that with maybe strategy. You can find somebody in the community who's working through that. So it's just really a cool place to work on self-development. Do it all with somebody, people who are not just entrepreneurs, and it's different. It's different. Different businesses. It's a whole different model when it's not. Yeah. You can work with specific people who are creatives, like network with them, talk to them. And uh, of course, we got some perks and all that kind of stuff that we'll be dropping in the community. And of course, the newsletter will just feed you. It'll enrich you and give you that motivation that you need to keep going. Right. So. Exactly. So listen, don't delay. Go on. Go to the website. Be a part of that creative uh, community, a creative corner, the newsletter and the community. And I mean, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, right. so the way you get in oh. that community, right? So you're going to head over to mmcbpodcast.com. 
mmcbpodcast.com. And there you're going to find an area that says Creatives Corner. Get signed up so you can stay plugged in. Oh, this is yeah. going to be good. I'm so excited. This is episode run one run. How do you feel? No, I feel good. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Listen, y'all don't know what it took for us to get here. Right. When we talk about this creative entrepreneur journey and how it's interesting, it's definitely taken us a lot to get to this point. So the fact that we're at episode one and our goal is to hit episode a thousand or whatever the case may be. But right. just to get to this one, it's been a journey. But we're here and we ain't going nowhere most high willing in no time soon. Right. And we want to make sure that you understand that uh, each episode is going to get better and better and better. Why? Because we are going to be interviewing on this podcast the people who are six, seven and even eight figure earners. So the people who are at the height of their creative entrepreneur uh, endeavors, we're going to have you to have access to them. We're going to ask them questions about their strategy, about their structure, what things that they do to develop into this Listen, you're going to be able to get it right here on the Now, sometimes it'll be Ron and I, and we're going to talk our talk, right? But other times, we are going to have, like, I'm so excited about the guests. Like, I'm ready to, like, start asking. We're not asking those basic questions. We're going right. in, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want to know how you got there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, what steps you had to take, what mentality you have to have, right? All the things. So, yeah, right. no, we ain't. What was the strategy? No what punches. was the campaign? Exactly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. No, that's it. I was just saying, what was no the strategy? Tell, what was the campaign? Mm -hmm. No, okay. What was your what did your back office look like? Yeah. You know, okay. At that point, when did you hire the next person? Okay, when did you contract out that? Right. Okay, what systems did you what tool were you using? What was the software? I'm talking, we're going, we're going to be going in. So again, today. What is a creative entrepreneur? We made sure that you understood the definition. You understand that there are artists, makers, movers, and shakers. We hopefully, hopefully that helped you the way it helped us. And of course, we kind of leaned into the next episode, and that is the creator, the CEO model. But you want to be in on the next episode. That's all I have to say so far about all of this. That's it. So until next time. Yeah. Hold on quick. Listen. <laughs> We got something we want to do before we get out of here. Every time, every episode, I have something that I want them to say. I, I, I said this is all I wanted to say, but this we have to say this at the end of every, every episode because it's a bit of a mantra for the creative entrepreneur. Okay? So I want y'all to say this out loud with me. Okay? So I want you to say, all it takes. All it takes. Is intention. Is intention. Consistency. Consistency. And laser focus to and mind laser my focus to mind my creative business. There it is. All it takes is intensity, intention, consistency, and laser focus to mind my creative business. We're gonna say that at the end of episode, every episode, every time. All right. My name is Shaw Speaks. I've enjoyed being your host. I am Ron Ironic Lee, and I enjoy being your host as well. And we are out. Okay.